This episode, well, you've been to the local building supply, you have purchased a bunch of materials, and now you have the fun job of getting it all to the house. We're going to talk about how to safely transport materials. Welcome to the Handyman Pros Radio Show, home improvement and maintenance tips from the pros. Thanks for listening to another edition of the Handyman Pros Radio Show, where our goal is to help save you time, money, and aggravation. This edition is entitled, Safely Transporting Materials. To help me explain, I'm here with my ever-cheerful co-host and old buddy, John. John, what has John been doing this week? Well, this week I, um, I had worked on a, uh, the downspout issue and uh, at, a, at a house where the house was just the water running off and, and um, you know, so... It was totally blocked, you know, and and I had to go buy a whole bunch of stuff for this this project, you know, uh, uh, hose, uh, you know, the drain tile, all kinds of stuff I was doing. I mean, and, and you know, I, you know, I drive an SUV, um, and so I didn't have a whole lot of space to put stuff, you know, so I had to tie it down on the car, which kind of thought, you know, kind of leads into what we've, uh, you know, what's been what our show is yeah, uh, th- it, this it, week because I, I when I was thinking about it, it brought up a whole bunch of, uh, you know, visions in my head of, of how people do this stuff. So it's it's always one of my pet peeves when you're driving down the road and you see somebody that's moving or, or whatever. They've got a mattress strapped to the top of their Tercel, right? Their Toyota Tercel. Just, I'm picking on Tercels, but they've got a mattress tied to the top of their car, <laughs> right? And it's literally tied with like twine. And they got their hands out the window and they're hanging on, right? So, uh, you know, so, well, yeah. so, so it's like, it's kind of crazy. Um, well, and, and I always sit well, there and go, I think I want to get away from being behind this guy, right? Well, and you know, and you should, and you should, because, um, you know, as I was doing a little, uh, research here and, you know, that I, I ran across a 2012 study conducted by the uh, GAO, it's a government accounting office. Um, they found, uh, a 51,000 crashes occur each year from cars that were struck by improperly secured objects flying off moving cars or that hit highway debris. Uh, resulting in 10,000 injuries and 440 deaths. Um, so, you know, when you when you think about the the amount of uh, potential that these that that you are carrying on the outside of your car in terms of the the force that is exerted, you know, on something like that, and um, you know, they give you a little example here at 55 miles an hour, a 20 pound object that falls from a vehicle will strike with an impact of half a ton. So it, it, it doesn't take much, you know, to really make, to, to, to make a, a lot of damage happen. Right, right. Well, and John, you know my background is in the medium and heavy-duty trucking business, right? Mm-hmm. So, I, I mean, securing the load is part of, when you're a commercial driver, you, well, never, no, let me rephrase this. If you're driving a vehicle, you are responsible for your load. It doesn't matter whether you're a commercial vehicle driver or you're a, a homeowner yeah. taking things back from Home Depot. You are responsible for your load. So technically, you're liable for that load as well, it, meaning if somebody gets hurt, you are responsible, right? And, and and that's and that's a great point because a lot of times when, you know, you'll see people going down the highway with, you know, maybe like you know eight suitcases or something. It doesn't have to be building materials. You have eight suitcases. You know, they're going on vacation. 
piled on top of a car in, in some kind of lousy little netting or something. Right, exactly. You know, you know that, that is a... That, that can be that's extremely dangerous extremely dangerous and i always like to tell just i have everybody's got a story i've got a quick story so i'm driving down one of our local interstates that happened to be georgia 400 and this guy's moving in front of me i can tell because he's got you know he's got a mattress and a desk and all this stuff well what pops off his car he's this is two cars ahead of me what pops off his car i see it's a skateboard pops off the car pops up hits the road bounces up into the air hits the car's windshield in front of me right Pounds the lit, almost knocked the windshield out of the car. That thing bounces off, comes up. I swerve into the other lane to not get hit by this this uh, uh, skateboard. It hits in the median and goes screaming off into the woods. Right. Well, in the meantime, this person ahead of me is pulled off, and I as I drive by, I see their windshield is wrecked. Right. So that's you know two or three hundred bucks worth of damage. And the guy who the skateboard he kept on going, he didn't even know he lost his skateboard. You know, somewhere a junior would have been going, oh, "Where'd my skateboard go?" You mm-hmm. know. Well, your mm-hmm. skateboard almost killed somebody is what happened you know it almost killed um you know a whole family full of people no i'm just kidding i don't know how many people were in the car but i did see it so um because of my background in the trucking business i thought we we just let's discuss this because we see this all the time we happen to see it at at home depot a lot right and um so we wanted to talk about what what when we talk about a load what are we talking about and and i'm going to get i'm not going to get too in depth but i do want people to understand so a load number one there's three things about it. There's volume, weight, and then there's also wind resistance, right? And so these are things. And also, does this does this uh, load adversely affect how your vehicle handles or your vision? Or, or there's a bunch of things that we want to talk about. So um, let's just we're just going to dive into this. I wanted to, to tell people your vehicle, and it doesn't matter what vehicle you have, it has a weight limit, right? So we're going to talk about volume and, and weight um, first. But all vehicles have what's called a gross vehicle weight rating, and we don't. I'm not, I don't want to get into the math of it because it can. I could tell you all how to do it, but you don't really need to know. But somewhere you you have a maximum payload that your vehicle can carry, right, John? Do you know what it is in your in your uh, in your SUV by chance? I, offhand, I I don't. I it, don't. I know it's on. Usually, usually it's on the. I think it's on the door sticker, right? It's on the door sticker. Yep. And what? And how you? If you want to do the quick math, you take that weight. That's what the vehicle can weigh all up. All up means driver, fuel, load, everything all up. Yeah. And you subtract out the weight of what the vehicle weighs without the load on it, right? So basically, if your gross vehicle weight rating is five thousand, and you've got the vehicle and the fuel and the driver and all that stuff weighs twenty five hundred pounds, you've got a twenty five hundred pound payload. Okay. The, mm-hmm. in, in trucks, right? So in in pickup trucks, they talk half-ton truck, they talk three-quarter-ton truck, they talk one-ton truck. Those are kind of misnomers, okay, because in most cases, a half-ton pickup truck can carry around 2,000 pounds or one ton worth of material, right? 2,000 pounds is one ton. So those those designations don't necessarily mean all that much as far as one ton, three-quarter ton, and half-ton. What those talk about mostly is, is, is about axles and stuff like that. So I want to quickly talk about equipment right so what what can happen in your vehicle so number one uh your axles can break your tires can blow um your car can get crushed if you put too much weight on it right sounds yeah. simple but it's true right i mean we we know yeah. this um i've actually broken the axles off of a vehicle so i can tell you that it does happen it happened to be a ford ranger many many years ago um i just thought of that john 
you know what? <laughs> I actually spun an axle off a truck. Um, I, I would say it was overloaded. Uh, you know, so this is this is, these are lessons learned. But let, let's talk about volume. So volume is the total area that you make up. Have you ever seen anybody going down the road with insulation that's in the front seat, the back seat, the back of the truck, and on top? Well, oh yeah, I mean it's it, absolutely, and and that was uh, you know in in the case that I, I had my my SUV full, fully loaded uh, yes uh, yet the other day uh, when I was doing the, this gutter job, and I had to go buy you know that big plastic flexible uh, landscaping pipe, landscape pipe, right? It's a great you it's know? a great example, John. Does and that, that weigh takes, anything? Does it weigh it anything? It weighs it weighs nothing. Weighs and, nothing, but and, it but it's it takes up a lot of it takes up a lot of volume, and you know I had everything in my car. You know, I mean, I'm packed to the gills, and so I'm like, well, where am I going to put this? Well, you know, <laughs> so where did you put it? <laughs> Yeah, I must have looked kind of funny, you know, going down the street with all this black pipe. Like, what the hell is that, you know, going down the street? But, <laughs> but you know, I think, you know, as we're talking about this, you know, a lot of people that are doing this, these things just don't they don't do they don't do this stuff for a living. And right. I know that because they're just doing it like as a one off every yep. once in a while. Yep. You know, and so so what you're talking about here is very important uh, for people to be cognizant of. uh when you do do this right like how much how much stuff do you think you can actually put in another right. thing is base dimensions and you and i talked this to this about this before the show but if you're buying a four by eight sheet of plywood right which really doesn't weigh that much but will it fit in your vehicle if right. you want to put it inside and we'll get into the reasons to put it i mean the reasons to put it inside versus outside are kind of <laughs> are kind of self-evident but they're not right if you tie it to the top it becomes a giant sail and we'll get into that that's wind resistance and that's some of the most i personally think some of the most dangerous stuff i see in in driving down the road is when people like you know they tie these big and you've got a great story and we're going to get to that we're getting to your story so um but uh, but we're back on volume so understand volume you know don't buy too much stuff and you don't have enough room to put it in you know i'm reminded john remember when the when we bought the washer when you were at that job and you said how the hell are you going to get that in your truck and did i get it in yeah you did i, I yeah i don't know how you did it <laughs> i mean I, I don't know how that happened i have a, a an incredible ability to see and make and I, I have a visual sense it's a long story but i have a visual sense i yeah. can judge volume really really well anyway so that's the first part so volume make sure you don't buy too much stuff right you got you got to have a space place to put it to get it to wherever you're going. Um, second thing is weights, and weights are also weights and balances. So where you put the weight matters, right? So oh, that's right. Um, um, we wanted to talk. You know, we were talking. Generally, weight is when you buy things like concrete is a great example. So you buy concrete. Is it heavy? Yes. Yeah, it's heavy. It's eighty pounds. Absolutely. A bag, right? and, and and to that point, you know. So now we're talking about something that doesn't take up, you know, bags of concrete. They might not take up that much volume. But boy, they add a lot of weight. A lot you know, of weight so for, fast. For, for the homeowner out there that just needs to, you know, go out and buy, you know, six six bags of concrete, you know, or something like that. That adds a lot of weight to your car. That's <laughs> a lot of weight. That's right. Ten bags and, of concrete, eight hundred pounds. Right. And if you right or six hundred if, if you buy sixty pound bags, but it's six hundred pounds, right? Right. And, and if you have small a small car, and I just you know every time I'm at Home Depot, I'm always amazed at what people jam inside their car and you know they have little cars and they're loading them up like they're trucks and i will tell you you know what this concrete you know your your weight balance here and all that you get the discussion is that you know if you're not careful 
and you don't do this all the time, that's a whole different car now. Oh, as completely. It, as, right. You know. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. going to handle differently, right? Stop um, the stopping distance, everything. I mean, people, you know, you really, I, I see some really dangerous things going on. Uh, we've all seen the pickup truck that looks like it's about ready to do a wheelie. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. You know, yeah, you if you're out that. there and you haven't seen that, just go to a Home Depot on a Saturday and go down in the contractor section and watch them load concrete, right? You know, these guys go and they get a pallet of concrete, right? And for your information, a pallet of concrete weighs about 2,500 pounds, okay? And they'll stick that in the back of a pickup truck. And, and of course, they put it, so this has to do with the balances, right? Where you put your weight matters, right? Absolutely. It matters. So um, it all has to do with, it's called moment. And John, you and I, we've talked about yep. moment before, but it's an, it, we use moment mostly talking about loads, but it's kind of like the teeter-totter thing, right? You don't put your heaviest weights, you don't put them aft of an axle, meaning behind. So in a pickup truck, you don't put it on the tailgate. You put it between the axles. That distributes the load right. out to both axles, right? And yet, John... We've seen, and I know most of our listeners, if you go to Home Depot or Lowe's or whatever, it doesn't matter. If you go to Menards, if you're out west, if you go to those places, they'll stick that pallet right on, you know, right next to the tailgate, right? And what happens to the to the front of the truck, John? Oh man, I'm telling you, you talk about you. You talk all I can all I can see is the the the, the drivability of that thing being all loose, you know, just about to come off the ground. So here's what people don't understand. Number one, the tires actually don't ha- can have they lose the ability to steer the vehicle because you actually take yeah. weight off the front of the tires. So That's your right. ability to steer goes away. And you think it you think it's not true. If it rains just a slight bit, you've got real problems. I mean beyond real problems. Like you will not turn that vehicle. So you have that issue. The second thing you have is back we had talked about braking issues. You now lose your front brakes. Because if the wheels don't mm-hmm. grab, you've got no brakes, right? Mm-hmm. And braking, people don't understand about braking, that these vehicles, all vehicles, all vehicles across the board, doesn't matter whether you're talking about a tractor trailer to from a tractor trailer carrying 150,000 pounds down to a bicycle, okay, they all have brakes that are appropriately sized to the vehicle, okay? And brakes go they they don't go bad, but they do what's called fade, and I don't we don't need mm-hmm. to get into it. But they get hot yeah. and they don't work anymore. That's what happens. And you'll be running down the road with these big with a heavy load, and you'll pump the brakes, and you go, "There's nothing there. What's going on?" And you won't stop. And it's because the brakes get hot, and it's called brake fade. And anyway, you you can look it up, Google it. You'll find out all about it. But it's a, it's about stopping. So your your weights need to be between the axles as a general rule if you're carrying heavy loads, even lumber, John. So if you've got a oh yeah, if you've got an eight foot bed, right, <laughs> and you're carrying twelve feet of lumber. It's just like that teeter-totter. That four feet that overhangs the back of the axle, if you've got a lot of lumber on there, you'll pull the front wheels off the ground. Now, not, a, not, not a lot. But, especially you know. pressure-treated lumber. Yeah, exactly. So it happens, folks. You've got to be. And, and our goal soon, here is to be yeah. that you're cognitive, that you understand what you're getting into. Because you are, you know, you're, 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 uh, you're right on with, uh, with the brake fading. And, you know, you're driving down the road and you – that thing's going to handle different. You won't be able. Your stopping distance is going to be different if you have brake fading uh, because brake you put is, too much. Brake fade is too, scary, my friend. It's yeah, scary. Yeah, if if you put too much in there, 
you're at uh, you know Newton's second law emotion, man. I mean, you you're on your own, and uh, force force equals mass times acceleration, and you've got a you got a, you got a deadly uh, situation going on there. Deadly com yeah, it can be deadly combination. So, yeah. like I say, our goal here is just to kind of to kind of to just have you understand. You know, be aware of what's of what's going on. So you can't fit it in. You want to stick it on top, right? And you see this for whatever reason. People love carrying mattresses on top of cars. So John, <laughs> just every time, and for whatever reason, also they think they're going to hold that mattress with their hand, or they're going to take like some twine and tie it around that mattress, right? So John, you and I were aviation guys, right? We understand what is a mattress. Isn't it just a great big wing? Uh, it it turns into that uh, it, it's same same way with a piece of uh, you know plywood on the top. Same, yeah, but, you know, but the but the difference is a lot of times people putting plywood on the top might do that a lot more than people that just go get mattresses at once once uh, or twice in their life, you know. And you see you see some pretty uh, stupid things going on with that. Yeah, so let's just talk plywood for one second, and then you've got you you have to tell your story, and I'm gonna you've got to tell your story because it's truly a classic story. But plywood, we're gonna give the simple answer. So you're standing, the wind is blowing 25 miles an hour, and you have a piece of plywood. Do you put that piece of plywood square against the wind? Can you hold it? There's no way. There's no way. When you angle it down, as you angle it down, what happens, right? I mean, as you push it, push the nose of the piece of plywood down, what happens? Yeah, the I mean, you get a little bit more, you know, you want to get that thing, you know, aerodynamic uh, as much as you can. I right. Mean, you can't, you know, think, that thing is a lot of sail area. And this is to your mattress, to your mattress thing too, you know, which you'll get to here. But it's it's the same thing. It's a lot of sail area. It's sail uh, area. Yeah, it's surface area is what it is, yeah. right? So, so you have all this surface area. And then when you get it down to where it's where it's perpendicular, when, when the thin edge is in the thing, it slides right through, right? No problem holding that yeah. piece of plywood at 25 miles an hour. Okay, how many people drive at 25 miles an hour? Right, right, exactly. Exactly. Right. It doesn't take long before – you know, a little bit of, uh, uh, you know, wind gets up underneath coming off your windshield to push that thing up. To push it and up. Then, and now you've got the situation. Yeah. And now so you're, now you're in a trap. And so it's how much, you know, if you think about and we just want you to think about it, right? So if you're going to strap that stuff down, the twine they give you at Home Depot is generally not sufficient. Okay. In my opinion. <laughs> It's right. generally not sufficient, all right? And that sheet of plywood comes off, you know, and think about it. If you're driving behind somebody and a sheet of plywood comes off, what are you going to do? I don't know, but it's never going to be good, right? Yeah. And that's, ladders that's as well. Sisters. Ladders as well. Same thing, you know? Yep. See them all the time. Scares the living daylights out of me. And we're not here to scare you. We're just here to make you understand that, you know, some of these things you don't do it, right? You know, that's why if you can put that la that piece of plywood inside – you're better off because then wind isn't an issue, right, John? Right. So you right. know, I, I drive a Nissan NV twenty five hundred, and it's a tall one, and we can slide whole sheets of plywood in vertically yeah. into my truck, and they fit in, and it's no problem, right? And mm -hmm. I, I do that because I like that. Plus, it's too mm -hmm. tall to stick anything on top. Um, so wind resistance, you know, wind resistance is key. But John, t so tell us. So you used to live in Miami, right? And you've told me this story. Yeah, and I, I mean, so, I never laugh. Yeah, I've never laughed of, so hard. In aviation, I was just getting yeah. off a. I was just getting off a shift um, working working at the uh, the airline, and uh, we were all we all jumped in our cars, and you know, it was punch out time, and we all so we're driving up driving up ninety five, <clears throat> and uh, I was following a guy. I found very small those you know those old trucks you know the little ones little ones right and um, sure enough the the guy had a mattress in the back now he 
he it was a mattress it was a mattress that he it leaned up against the cab okay if you're following me here so the back end of the mattress was uh, on the tailgate the top end of the mattress was uh, over the top of the you know the cab if you you know if you're if you're following me here got it and so <laughs> to boot there's a guy holding <laughs> the mattress in the back of the truck, in the bed of the truck, on top of the mattress. So he's sitting on top and of the mattress and in he's, the back no, of the he's truck. Laying, he's laying, you know, sprawled out across the mattress. Was he catching a snooze stomach. or what? Was he sleeping? It was like that, yeah. <laughs> and he thinks that he's going to hold that down. Well, you know, 95, right? I mean, we're, you know, I-95, uh, you know, we're, I mean, it's a major road. It's a and super so speedway. Every, That's what you're saying. And everybody's, yeah. and everybody's going, you know, 80 miles an hour. And, and um, wouldn't you know that... Here comes, you know, the wind. He gets up just enough speed that the wind takes this thing. It lifts up the, the mattress off the top of the cab with this guy holding onto the mattress and takes him right, floats him right out of the, right out of the, out of the truck. In, is this in like a magic of, carpet ride? Yeah. And he is just, <laughs> he just, it's luckily, really, really luckily. For him, was he, they were in the right-hand lane, right next to you know nothing really. There was no guardrail, there was no nothing, and he went down the ravine. Um, he was just—I mean, I, I couldn't believe it. He could have blown into traffic, which that would have been the end of it, you know. And um, you know, so I—I I was there, and I was surrounded by a, a bunch of cars, and I just kept going. And one of the guys that I worked with was. Um, was be, uh, way behind me. He's he pulled over to help these people, you know, and this guy came, you know, they thought he was dead, you know, obviously. And he comes clawing his way up the ravine and they see one bloody knuckle after another coming up, you know, and they had to take him to the hospital. But, you know, I, I can't, I can't think of anything more stupid than what I saw that day. Yeah. And so the, the breakdown was that is he flew that thing into the ravine, right? And it he landed, it landed like normal. He just happened to drag his knuckles on the ground, right? That's what happened. I mean, well, he was pretty, he was pretty messed up. Plus he probably he needed was, new shorts, but that's a yeah, whole different he was, I could not believe how lucky he was that it, he didn't blow into the traffic. You know, I mean, it, it was, oh, it was, yeah. but, but oh. to this point, it's just, you see these kind of things, how, how ridiculous people can be, you know, with things like that. I, you know, it, it was just confounding how they did this. So, so back to our point, it's just, you know, understand what you're doing when you tie this stuff down. One of the other things that I think th this is probably the last, the last bit, bit of advice is when you do load up stuff, you know, make sure you can actually like see around like that your mirrors aren't blocked that you don't have even if you put things in your car i'm really bad to do this john i'll put things in the front seat and i block my rearview mirror on the right hand side this never goes well for me you know i end up having to take and just and push the things down so i can <laughs> see the rearview mirror right but if you're carrying more of a particularly a high volume load you know and you happen to load up in the back and you and you and you're used to driving just with your rearview mirror that's up in the window be aware you need to be looking at your mirrors on the doors because you've got to be able to see behind you and what's going on around you, right? So so just be aware of that, you know, and be aware of, of all of these things. Um, quick, quick conversation about trailers. So if you own a trailer, um, all of the things I said about vehicles are exactly the same as with a trailer. So trailers all have weight ratings, 
right? So a trailer, all trailers are not made the same. Some have heavier axles than others. Some are built more sturdily and robustly than others. And they have a weight rating as well. And um, you can always carry more weight on a trailer than you can on the vehicle itself. And that has to do with a whole bunch of, of physics equations and things like that that we don't need to get into. But you can always pull more than you can actually load on the vehicle, um, which is why, for example, tractor trailers are all just that they're trailers, right? So right. they pull, they pull behind. Um, and and again, we don't need to get into the physics of it. But I will tell you this: if you have a small trailer, make sure you understand how heavily, how much weight, what the gross weight rating is. How much can that thing actually carry? Because to give you the synopsis, what happens is is that you'll get a failure in your weakest part, right? And your weakest part. In most cases, both on a vehicle and in a trailer, are your tires. In almost all cases, that's your weakest failure point. And if you're driving old tires, folks, that have dry rot on your trailer because you only drive your trailer every once in a while, <laughs> yeah, don't expect to put a whole lot of heavy yeah. weight on there and expect it to last right. too long, right? Because right. they, they will right. break. And that, and that goes for your car, too. Same thing and with I, your car. I, yep. Yeah, and I think I'd I just say, you know— Folks, just just be very cognizant of how, of how you're doing these kind of things, and use the use the you know heavy duty you know ropes or you know straps ropes, ropes and straps that are appropriate for the job. Yep. I mean, don't try to don't don't try to cut corners on this. It's just it's it's not worth it. And you know, over the course of my life, I've seen some really ridiculous things going on. Um, you know, Larry, we don't have to talk about canoes flying off of our <laughs> I was cars. just going to say we need to talk about canoes. But I mean, <laughs> if we need if we need more stories like that where the canoe you you, you stop and you're like, hmm, there goes the canoe keeps <laughs> there going. Goes the canoe and the water's not even close. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> who's paddling that thing? Yeah, who's paddling? And that thing? Um, you know, but you just see all kinds of things, and and it's just uh, it, you know, I, I'm very cognizant of it. Yeah, me too. You know, every too. time I put anything on top of my car, and I hope everybody else is, I just, you know, I cringe when I see, you know, I it, I don't know if there's a law of how many ladders you can put on top of a white van, but I, I don't know <laughs> if there is one because you know you see but these there guys should going be. around with, it, there should be, and it's like, man, I cannot believe that's that's going down, that's going down the road. Yeah. So so that I think, I think that that's. Do we have anything else to say about securing your load, John? No, you know, you know. I think it's just, you know, just be careful. Just, just have a have use your, common have your sense. wits about you. Be, yeah. yeah, use common sense and just know that your car is gonna gonna handle different. You know, um, and and just 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 know that uh, you know you it can be a da very dangerous situation uh, if you're if you're not uh, if you're not doing this correctly. So, um, I think that's I think that's it, Larry. You know, John. I so. Once again, I was out last night. I'm in the yard, and here comes this spaceship, and it's towing another spaceship, right? So they come down, and they land, you know, and what did we do? We took it apart, man, and it did, <laughs> did it have a Class 3 hitch? I, you know, I don't remember, but I now have two in my yard that are broken down and don't run, and <laughs> I think I need some help. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, if you've enjoyed this podcast and have derived some value from it, here's four things you can do. One, tell your friends about this podcast. Two, hit subscribe on your podcast player. While you're there, leave us a review. 
three, subscribe to our newsletter by going to handymanprosradioshow.com and click on the subscribe button. We'll inform you of upcoming events, shows, and give you actionable tips for maintaining your home and property. And four, send us an email with your questions to questions at handymanprosradioshow.com. That's handymanprosradioshow.com. That's our show for this week. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week on the Handyman Pros Radio Show.